when I did research for this, I was a little confused because I thought that Supernatural, the original show, already addressed how Mary and John became the hunters that they did. Yeah. I remember a specific episode, season four, episode three, where it introduces Samuel, Mary's father, and it just showed how they already became hunters. So I was a little confused why they decided to make a whole show centered around that. Not only did Supernatural address and readdress and then address again their parents' backlashes or like what made them into hunters, they retconned it. They changed it yes. so many times. Yeah. And this just feels like another version of this. This one feels like it's in an alternate reality because even the characters themselves, I was going to wait until later, but like the mom's character is so much shorter than she is. In, <laughs> like she, she lost half a foot. And it's not like this guy looks anything like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. They have black hair. But other than that, like it's, and he didn't even know in the original backflash like that, she was from a hunting family. Right, I remember that. And in that. this, they're like 100% on board with it. They're already a team of monster slayers. I should probably explain, going into this show, I didn't even know, I knew it was a spinoff, but I didn't even know it was going to address Mary or John. I thought, I didn't know what time it was going to be, the setting it was going to be. The things I learned immediately starting the show was that it, the executive producers were still McGee. He's there. Yes. Jensen Ackles is now one. And his wife. Not only, yes, Jensen Ackles and his wife. And that's because they have their own production company called Chaos Media, but they also partnered with Warner Brothers. And I think that they just extended their first look deal that they had for like a year. Now it's going to be three years. But yeah, no, uh, Jensen Ackles is actually a lot more part of the show than I thought. And I, I find that out pretty early. Um, right after the introduction murder, we get to hear a voiceover from him, which yes. I was not expecting to hear anything from either of the Winchester Rose, Sam or Dean. Yes, he narrates the show, but also he makes a physical appearance in the first episode. Oh, okay. That makes sense because like, why would you do the voiceover for it if you're not going to at least show up once? The strange thing is he doesn't voice over the ending. Usually when you get a narration at the beginning talking about like, this is what the episode's going to be about, yeah. you get some sort of closure at the end and he doesn't show up again. Especially because because I think Dean finds a book in the first episode. This is before he dies. And so they do a front forward. Flash. Yes, yes. Yes. And then this is supposed to be like he's reading the book and then like he's learning about his mom and dad from that. I yeah. think that that's what happened. You can explain that all to me at the end of this. But let's just jump into this episode. What's it called? Masters of War. Masters of War. And the first scene that we get, it's Hannibal Park Hospital, which is in St. Joseph, Missouri. And we're in this empty wing and this guy named Patches, he's a veteran, mid-50s, he's belligerent, he's upset about something, and he begins to experience this PTSD flashback, but it's happening right then and there. There's smoke, there's sirens, there's explosions, and he runs into a room and shuts himself off, and it's the psych unit room, right? Yeah. But he's not alone. There's a bald man with a spear, and this spear is right out of the furnace. It is glowing hot. And the bald man is wearing a medieval steel vest and this black mask with horns on it, mm -hmm. okay? And this would have been more intimidating <laughs> if it wasn't very obvious that there's a chin strap I was on that say, mask. It sounds tacky. It yeah. looks very tacky. So I was so curious that it, because we were around Halloween that I looked up to see if it was like on a party city or something. <laughs> I Googled black mask with horns and a chin strap. Well, all these BDSM masks popped up <laughs> and some of them were shockingly similar to this dude's. They're on Etsy if anybody wants to get them. All right, anyways, Patches screams, who are you? And the bald man tosses him a spear and says, 
I'm Destiny. And then he, we get a smash cut as the blood splatters across Wait, the he, wall. he tosses him a spear? The, Desti- the Destiny guy, yeah. He pos- passes him a spear, and he has his own spear, the glowing one, and then he kills Patches. Huh. Like, it was like he was giving him a fair shot, but not really. Right, okay. Uh-huh. And then we get the classic Supernatural title card splatter opening, but this time it just says the Winchesters, right? Okay, but it's, it, it is, like, almost exactly like the Yeah, I can't, I can't make the vocals of, like, what that scream is, but anybody who's seen the show knows exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. So then we we basically established our corny villain of the episode, right? And so who are the protagonists? Well, I mean, like, sometimes Supernatural definitely would have corny villains, but, like, it, it really... You could tell it was trying to be serious, though, that it wasn't, like, right. doing one of those the joke episodes. The episodes always relied on how good the villain was because it well, was it? kind of... Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought it relied on the brothers and how good they did, like, or how good the chemistry was Yeah, there. but I think that, like, when you talk about uh, villains, like, memorable ones, like the poker villain... Oh, sure, yeah, the, they can elevate things. Right. Awesomely, yeah. But the first thing that we see after the villain is Lawrence, Kansas. So we're making our way west from right. Missouri. And Jensen Ackles, that's when he voices over as Dean Winchester. Basically, the gist of his message is sometimes the monster you have to fight is yourself. Big shock, you know? All right, so then we get the shirtless dude, who I don't know any of these characters. Remember, I don't remember the setting. I don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. the show. And I later realized that this is John Winchester, and he's doing this, like, Wii Sports boxing training. And when I say that, I don't actually mean Wii Sports. I mean I was going to say, does he have the remotes? <laughs> no, Mary has, like, those mitts, you know? And he's, like, punching the mitts outdoors. And they're and he's, again, shirtless, so they're obviously calling in the crowd there. And then they start to wrestle, and she's beating him up. And then their gay best friend shows up. And normally I wouldn't introduce him that that way but i think it's appropriate because his first line is am i interrupting whatever hetero mating ritual this is so yeah. i think it's pretty established that yeah. this guy is very out and proud okay <laughs> now i already divulged that because i don't know what's going on here i was really trying to hone in on when we were and who these people <laughs> are right and i i didn't this carlos fella he really threw me for a loop because every time I thought I, I knew what was going on, I'd see the clothing was old. I saw that there were no cell phones. The ease at which her main characters were able to gain access to this hospital, the hospital where Patches is, and they want to just inspect his body. Right. All the hints are showing that it's in the past. So I'm about to get there. But then Carlos's entire attitude, his portrayal, his sassy delivery of each line, everything about him is a modern representation, which I just don't understand. Yeah, no, no, because no, people weren't as accepting as they were nowadays. Even in season one of Supernatural, which was like early aughts, you would be surprised to see a character like this <laughs> being shown as like a main main character. And also, I don't remember John Winchester being much of like a, a team player. Yeah, the whole entire point is that in the first season, he's completely alone. Yeah, well, a lot of his friends die, so maybe that's what happens. But anyways, Carlos's personality makes it really hard for me to realize that this is the 1970s until much later on in the episode, or even that this is John and Mary that we're dealing with. Anyways, he informs him, Carlos does, John, Mary, and Latika, that's their roommate, who is also a monster hunter, that Patches has died. And they don't know Patches personally, but because of him being a vet, and apparently John and Carlos are also vets, but in different, like he, Carlos was in the Navy, John was in the Marines, and that's a big... Yes, uh, that's a huge part of the story. Yeah, it's about yeah. their trauma and how they keep on thinking about the dead people that they've seen, specifically John and this guy named Murphy, who he saw blow up in front of him after stepping on a landmine. Do you get quick mine. flashes of Yes, that? we do. Yeah. We, we do get that. Um, so what do they decide to do to find out what happened exactly to Patches? They decide to break into the hospital morgue, and to do that, they play fake doctors with a fake girl 
gurney and a fake dead guy in the back. That now, sounds like supernatural. That sounds like not only does it sound like supernatural, I would be more critical. But I saw the exact same thing work in an episode of Tehran really recently. <laughs> so like they're they're pulling from a very similar playbook. They get to the morgue. There is no security around. The morgue is unattended. They pull out the body. They see the scars were carterized and they're like, something burnt these at the end, but it was blade shaped. So it can't be the lion. that They thought it was like a Persian manticore or something. That's what they, the conclusion yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. But like, just imagine the CGI if they would have had to make a yeah. giant lion with a flaming mane that was attacking people. No, okay. So this is where it starts focusing the story all about their trauma. John and Murphy, Carlos, apparently he has PTSD because um, he has memories of like cigars burning from the Vietnamese watching them across the way. Right. And Mary isn't a vet, but she has her dead sister who died hunting a monster and she hasn't opened the door to that room yet in her house. So that's an on-running, like everything's connected. Yeah? Okay, yeah. And grief has always been a center point of supernatural. It is what it is. John starts getting these panic attacks and at the same time, Patch's widow shows up and gives them a lead that Patch's death may have something to do with the therapy group at the Hannibal Park Hospital. Wait, Speak so the widow just shows up and suddenly gives them a clue? The widow wants his items. She thinks that they're doctors and she's ah. just like, well, he died here and okay. he had a disagreement with the doctor and that's where they get the plan. John and Carlos are going to go to this hospital and go to the group therapy. Now it's funny, it's called Hannibal Hospital, but it makes more sense because it's in the 70s the Hannibal character didn't even come around until the 80s. So it's not like some place <laughs> decided to make them like John Wayne Gacy <laughs> Memorial or something, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so John and Carlos get all dressed up in their previous uniforms, their Navy uniform, their Marine uniform. They make their way to group therapy. They get in there. Carlos starts talking about his experiences. John is certainly spiraling. Um, the th problem with the end group therapy is that it's really preachy messaging. I don't know if it's the format or the delivery, but it came across super condescending and patronizing. Like, I know that they have the best intentions on the show, but I feel like I'm watching well-paid actors pretend that they know something about what it feels like to go through Vietnam. Oh, when, when they're telling their it stories. It just doesn't resonate at okay. all. And so, like, it's, it left me feeling cold as I'm watching this. I'm just like, you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Not as if I do, but just because it just, it, I don't know if it's bad acting. It might just be bad mm -hmm. acting in that moment but John's spiraling and uh, at the same time Latika and Mary who aren't at group therapy or the hospital they're they're going through their own therapy by going through Mary's sister's uh, room for the first time they go into Maggie's room they find some postcards they're having a moment and that's when they find a book that just so happens to have the bald guy Mars Nato this ancient deity that we that's the villain of the episode mm -hmm. and so that now they know exactly how to defeat it um, and they say we've never faced something like this before they faced like everything like that. That's how that. That's no, how this is like in the seventies before they faced anything like True. that. Okay. Also, you've never seen the parents. It fight. just seems like supernatural. Always found a book or some type of artifact that taught them how to defeat the villain. Yeah, they always use their dad's journal and stuff. But like this was highly convenient. That's kind of why I'm pointing it out. We find out that the way that Mars Nato kills is that he, as a god, alters reality with the fog of war and then traps and kills his victims. So John and Carlos are kind of in the midst of getting trapped because John gets sick of therapy. Carlos actually likes it. And he like, they both wander down the same aisle that Patch has died in. They show up in the same room and uh, the bald deity is there. He takes off his mask to reveal it's Jimmy. Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't mention, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. mention Jimmy. That's yet. because all Jimmy does in this whole episode is have a five-second conversation over donuts, stale donuts, with John before the therapy session even begins. 
He's a no one. <laughs> he literally doesn't need to be talked about. I haven't even mentioned John's mom and she showed up in more of the episode than Jimmy did. Like, that would have been a more shocking thing if, if his mom had been there. But but Jimmy's there and he's like, everything I did for you was to get you to embrace your anger. And it was like, what? Wait, but all he did <laughs> have we, have the... we seen you in different episodes? Like, I don't understand why this guy with his two second comment on how stale the donuts <laughs> is makes any difference whatsoever. Anyways, anyways, I'm getting lost in track. Okay, so... Turns out Jimmy's not completely bad. He wants to help John learn how to fight this next villain that they're going to face called the Akrita. But to do so, John has to team up with him. And to do that, he would have to, I think, leave the mortal realm. And John doesn't want to do that. So they start having this fight with the spears, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And tell me if you've heard this one before. While one hero fights the immortal monster, the other protagonists destroy the thing making the immortal monster mortal so that the hero can kill them at the exact instant when that happens. Obviously, let's have a thousand times. First thing that comes to mind is Pirates of the Caribbean. Sure. I mean, it, it feels like that is just the classic format to every episode. That's exactly what happens here. The form that his immortal being was taking was like a vase. So all they had to do was destroy the vase. Suddenly he became mortal <laughs> and then John stabbed him. Why would the you choose stomach. a vase? A vase out of everything that you could just easily break. I, I, they make that point. That's kind of the joke. Okay. Anyway, so John wins. And before Jimmy dies, though, he's like, you're just like me. And now you're ready to fight the war with the Akrita. And so I'm, I'm laughing and John's having an existential crisis. And Carlos, then uh, at the end of the episode, everybody's walking out of the hospital. Everybody's like, oh, we destroyed the evil. Carlos is getting a therapist now because he's happy with how he's moved forward with his trauma. And now he wants to move in with Latika and Mary, which is strange that they don't already all live together because the man, or the house that they own is like triple level uh, storied. And it seems like there were plenty of open rooms, but they say, oh, well, Maggie's room's open, so you can take hers. So that's how that ends. And then uh, I can go into pro- my pros and yes, cons. Yes, please go into your pros. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. My pros? Okay, we'll start with those. Um, they threw in a really stupid meta joke. Uh, Mary says it early on, and I caught it because I think it was supposed to be caught. She says, whoa there, soldier boy, to John. Yeah, 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 the boys. Yeah, and that's clearly, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Jensen, like, started the show. Yeah, okay. And then the other thing is the closing song. Like, even though I just bashed the ending a bit, the ending does do something well. It achieves character growth. Even some of the best episodes that we do don't push a character arc because it realizes like to do so you would need to have a six episode series right. in order for it to feel real. But this, hopefully now Mary won't be so hung up on her sister. Carlos won't be so tra- traumatized. And John might have, well, John might have actually taken a step back because it ends with him <laughs> crying in the shower. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's still ca- character growth. It's just in the wrong direction for him. Yeah. Um, now my cons? Yes. All right. It's hammy. It's corny. It's preachy. Um, it, it kind of went all in on the vet storyline. I was like, uh, we get it. Hoorah. Right. Um, and then there were topical references with, for the times. So that makes sense. But then they had modern takes on them. For instance, John's mom, who helps them break into the hospital the second time, uh, was like, she was asked a question, like, are you ready? And she was like, was Yoko unfairly blamed for the breakup of the Beatles? Uh, (laughs) Um, and then also Carlos's entire personality we've already talked about that Uh, also that John and Mary we we addressed this at the very beginning are so unrecognizable to their supernatural characters and they did some major retconning during the actual supernatural run so this just feels even more ridiculous Mm -hmm. it also doesn't help that it kind of has some plot holes like I get it's the past but the lack of security at the hospitals like there were so many dead bodies showing up so consistently at this hospital but no police 
Like people oh, were yeah, dying at that second, and there wasn't one police officer that popped up. It was just yeah. And police officers popped up all the time in Supernatural. Like maybe they ran out of the uniforms. I don't know. And then the no narration from Ackles at the end. It felt like it was perfectly set up for him to come in there with like yes, even though it's your own worst enemy is yourself, you can sometimes overcome it with therapy. I don't know what he would say, <laughs> but it was it was an opportunity that was not taken. Overall, I give the show a four. And I would not watch any more of it. Well, the retcon issue was even something that was brought up by fans well before the show even aired. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 100% based off of like eight reviews. Has a 6.7 on IMDb. Not a lot of epi- not a lot of reviews for the episode itself. The only one I could find was from Game Rant, which gave the episode four out of five stars. And they said that... I also gave it a four, but for a different <laughs> four out of ten. <laughs> they said that the new show offers a new viewpoint. And that really does seem to be kind of... I think the thing that the new cast wants to take away from it because whenever the i saw it feels like a what if series if what if was real life and put into a supernatural realm yeah like, no that, yeah that's a good comparison but also people are saying like a lot of reviews even ones that were positive for it were saying that they don't want to wait another 15 years if this is like a, going to be as long as supernatural because it just seems like the characters themselves it's almost one of those things where it's like mine's mc where it's like yeah show, sure maybe the show is fine but the original characters from the original show are like kind of hard to forget more more importantly like how much can you change the past before you really really screw up what the original storyline was talking about i'm not talking about 15 seasons worth of supernatural but the first like six like how much of that can you really change from the past before it just doesn't make any sense at all do you think like what if they killed off john or mary (laughs) Like, (laughs) like before it actually no, I, but that seems like it would happen because i didn't even mention mary has a love interest that's not john also in this there's this Wait, guy are they, they're, but john and mary are together right uh they're will they won't they's type thing uh the other person is this reporter guy that she's like talking to he gave her one lead in this entire episode he wasn't really worth talking about it would have been yeah. also like if he was the killer if he was uh yeah this mars guy yeah right i mean i know that pace magazine said it can be a bit paint by numbers at times but it's so fun enough to keep the thrills and action moving they rated it 6.8 out of 10 i enjoyed trying to figure out what was going on but once i had i was like okay now i can actually concentrate on if the show's good or not and that didn't take very long to realize one way or the other yeah i mean pajiba.com said without the on-screen draw of either morgan or ackles it's mostly just a fun adult cartoon which is fine but it's not for me yeah and also the people that they cast look really young despite the fact that they're playing and i get that for vietnam people were really young going to vietnam and coming back but again i think it took away from that scene that I was talking about with the with them discussing their trauma because they were surrounded by a bunch of old vets. So it made it look like they had been, I, I don't know. One question I had for you was that you were watching episode four. It's going to be 13 episodes. Yeah. They haven't even finished filming the whole entire season yet. And I was wondering if this episode seemed like it was heading towards, and it seems like the only scene that really addressed this was the scene where they take down the villain, but if it was heading towards some type of like finale that you could tell. Well, we know the Akrita, whatever that is, is going to have something to do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, my question is, is that if the show is going to be renewed or not, that's actually been a huge thing that has been about Like this. you're asking me if I would renew it? Yeah. Would you renew it based off the one episode that you watched? I don't think I would have greenlit it for the first one. Like there were so many spinoffs that they tried throughout the run of supernatural that a they weren't good or they one of them actually starred someone pretty famous who was in the supernatural series i forgot what her name was but like i feel like that one probably had the best chance of making it i think the reason that this one was greenlit the most is because it seems like jensen ackles instead of just showing up for a random cameo it seems like he was really central to this 
this. In fact, a lot of Supernatural people know this, but even when the show was greenlit a year ago, Jared Padalecki actually had a little bit of a spat with him on Twitter because he wanted to be part of the show. Did and that, he? Yeah, and, and, and he didn't learn about this show until he learned about it from Twitter. It seems like that like kind of drama has subsided now, but that's the thing about Supernatural. Are we TMZ now? Are we going to like jump into I, like what that, is going on? Well, has the thing Padalecki is, been on The Boys yet? Like, Is he going no, to be cast no. for that yet? I don't think he is, oh. but the thing that's just very strange to me about Supernatural is that it seems like, and I know the showrunner said that like it's kind of run its course and we didn't really have any more stories Which to show tell. showrunner? <laughs> the multiple that Not there Eric were. Kripke. <laughs> but, but like Jerry Padalecki, he even talked about like how the door is definitely not closed for him to reappear as Sam Winchester. And I know that Jensen cool. Ackles obviously wants to do the show. So I'm just confused as to why it ended in the first place. Well, I think this fans aren't going to want to hear this, but my theory is it all had to do with Castiel. I mean, it's a joke because he's yeah. like the, yeah he's like the most uh, loved <laughs> character out of the bunch um no i i i don't know but it seems as if there was a while where i thought supernatural would just go on for like 30 it would be the next Simpsons. i think that's what most people wanted yeah. and then but the, the i mean i i knew it sucked though like the show was not <laughs> good by the end no offense to anyone taking offense to it but like it just wasn't and but i didn't care like i would still have liked to see a green lip for like another 10 seasons however i'm happy with like the Soldier Boy performance that he, Jensen Ackles did on The Boys is great. Yeah. Uh, Pat Lucky seems to have a thing going for him with a, a Texas Walker. With Ranger Walker. And <laughs> even has the uh, the sequel series, Walker Independence. But that's actually where I want to get to next. So apparently there's been a lot of news with CW, the Winchesters and Walker Independence being kind of in the center of it. Huh. So back in August of uh, of this year, yeah. Next Star ended up buying like 75% of uh, CW's stake. Yeah. And Next Star has been very vocal about the fact that with CW, they do not want to have any scripted shows. They want to cut a lot of shows for budgetary sake. And that's on the heels of actually CW ending popular popular shows at one point. The Flash, uh, Riverdale, Nancy Drew, and... Basically uh, killing the DC kind of plot right. lines out. And Stargirl. All of those are ending this year. And Supergirl so or Stargirl? Yeah, Stargirl. You're not Supergirl. No, Stargirl. I've never heard of that. It's ending this year. I do want to point out that like Discovery's absorption of HBO and from AT&T did something very similar. They want to make a lot more like home improvement variety reality right. shows and they don't want to concentrate as much on the scripted stuff. So it seems like both are trying to go for the same thing. It'd be funny if they both destroyed themselves veering off towards a direction that people don't even Well, like, that's I don't that's, watch those shows. But. That's the thing though. It's that recent news actually yesterday Star because of Stargirl over 30 jobs were lost at the CW, including the head of PR, a lot of people in HR, distributors, casting directors. By yesterday, you mean whenever we released this, probably a couple yeah, of days later. Yeah, November 2nd. But on November 1st also was the first chance that really Nexstar was going to be able to renew either the Winchesters or Walker Independence, the two newest TV shows, and they decided to opt out of it. Now, that doesn't mean that the shows have been canceled. It just means Hiatus? that this, yeah, it just means at this point they haven't been renewed. But this is throwing other things in, in CW's schedule, like Babylon 5, which was going to be remade into like very serious territory where it's probably not going to be made. And so the, the, it seems like the future of CW is just going to be changing come the next couple months. Mm -hmm. It'd be funny, funny if Warner Bros. bought it back up and then it was the WB. And it, so it <laughs> took like a 20 year jump. <laughs> I know also that they changed showrunners a couple times, like three different times. In the same show? 
That's yeah, never this. a good thing. That's never a good thing, especially when the show hasn't come out to air. And usually you see that with really expensive shows that have like a lot going for them and the people are just overwhelmed. This doesn't even seem like it, it was that. It's not like the budget was super big or anything. Yeah, originally they had like Jenny Carver, who was a producer and writer for Doom Patrol, Frequency, Supernatural, and Being Human, the US version. Th- that that would have been good, I think, yeah. Yeah, at one point they even had Sarah Gamble, who was a producer and writer for Supernatural, You, The Magicians, and Aquarius. They ended up going with been less good. <laughs> Andrew Dad who was the producer and writer for Supernatural and Resident Evil. And it seems like those are the two biggest things that he's done so far. All right. Well, he's got to pick a winner sometime. And I'm not saying Supernatural was it was bad, but I'm assuming that the seasons he was taking over was probably the later it ones. It was later seasons. Yeah. yeah. All right. You do know that Ackles is probably going to be in the next season of, uh, uh, of The Boys. Is that confirmed? I, I think it is. I think he's going to, and since he was my favorite character of the last season, I think that's going to be pretty good. I think, yeah. Like, so no spoilers, but because I have no idea how they would implement that or (laughs) what it would look like. But but, but I'll be looking forward to the boys season four. But not this. I, I was trying to end on a positive. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.